Hello, super nice people. It's me, Todd Brilliant, Super Nice Club, Grand Poobah, and this is a special COVID-19 edition of Nice Work, a podcast dedicated to people who have more or less married their life passions with their work. And hopefully that's you. And if it's not you, then listen up. So with all the instability and all the panic out there, I just want to sit with you for a few minutes. You're going to sit with me and suggest a few things that might help. First of all, first thing, first thing that everybody needs to do is panic. Seriously, freak the fuck out. Scream, cry, shake your hands, shake your baby. No, don't shake the baby. Never shake the baby, but panic. Panic like the, like the sky is falling. Go crazy for 30 seconds. Just for 30 seconds. And after that, never do it again, okay? It's just not a good look, and it's really not helpful. So get it out of your system right now. Pause this podcast. Just hit pause, and then go, go nuts. Okay, right now. Ready? You back? You done? You feel better? Okay, cool. The second thing you can do, now that you're never, ever going to panic again, you're not going to be one of those people in the supermarket that's throwing bottles. I was, <laughs> read an article today about somebody in San Francisco that pushed over a whole rack and said, serves you right, stupid people. And uh, people are fighting in the supermarkets. Who does that? Who does that? Do you know anybody that's going crazy in the supermarket? Give them a super nice club sticker because they need it. All right. Sec, I'm, people are fighting over frozen food? That's crazy. This just shows you how thin the veneer of civil society can be. It's something we need to work on. Hence the Super Nice Club. All right. Second thing you can do is relax. I know you're never supposed to tell people to relax, right? Great way to get in a fight with your significant other. Hey, just relax, babe. No, but whatever. Do it. Just sit, chill, take up meditation. Or if you think that sounds too crunchy, take up mindfulness. And if mindfulness sounds too much like a corporate buzzword from, from people who say things like disrupt or strategic interference or whatever, just maybe just take up not taking up anything. Just sitting down, just chilling. I had a hard time for years getting into a good habit of meta-mindfulness or whatever you want to call it, um, until I found this app by Sam Harris called Waking Up. The Waking Up app, you can download it now. It's cool. I super highly recommend it. It's the first thing in decades of trying to establish a good habit that's worked for me. Maybe it'll work for you. I don't know. You've probably got time right now to check it out. Third thing. Third thing, number three. I'm just making this up, by the way, as I talk. I don't have any notes. So, um... Know that you'll lose your cool, and other people will too. Having patience right now in all of our relationships, this is going to be such a huge, huge test. People are not going to be at their best. You're not going to be at your best necessarily, and that's okay, and that's normal. And if we all give each other that leeway and that extra benefit of the doubt right now, it'll go a long way. Number four, um... Learn a lot. Learn a lot about cool shit. Like, I did take some notes. I took some notes on this part right here. But, but learn, like, like, how to build an awesome community. 
one that's super resilient. I used to work at a place called Post Carbon Institute. This is awesome nonprofit think tank. It was dedicated to, I mean, it, seriously, it was dedicated to saving the world. Still is. Post Carbon Institute. It's so rewarding to work at a place where your main job is to save the world. Also, a real struggle. It can be really depressing because you have these 30 fellows that are plugged into exactly what's going on in all of these different uh, areas of expertise, you know, health, public health, food, topsoil, energy, climate change, and on and on. And we have a lot of work ahead of us. Actually, Super Nice Club is part of my way. It's a workaround. It's, it's related to the work that I used to do with this nonprofit, just in, just in another way, you know. Uh, another part of the big, big, big piece of work that we all have to do. Uh, being nicer helps all of it, I think, I hope. Anyway, so when I was at Post Carbon Institute, I worked with a senior fellow who's now a great friend, Richard Heinberg. And Richard recently wrote some really smart stuff um, in an article on resilience.org which is a site that, that, that we launched years ago. This is an amazing site. If, if anything's going to help get through this, resilience.org is one. So I'm just going to read what Richard said because I don't have a lot else to do. You probably don't either. Uh, ready? <clears throat> right, this is an excerpt from an article that he wrote. Uh, the article is entitled Coronavirus, Economic Networks, and Social Fabric. And so I'm just going to kind of cut into a part of it here. Um, Richard says, Instead... It's the social dimension of the coronavirus epidemic. Financial crises are inevitable in an economy that prioritizes the rapid growth of shareholder value and the profits of the investment class. Even more, they are inevitable in an economy based on a fundamentally flawed understanding of reality. The implicit assumption that growth in resource extraction, manufacturing, and waste dumping can continue indefinitely on a finite planet. Many ecological thinkers have been making that point for years. But the response to this intrinsic vulnerability that makes the most sense, and the one my colleagues and I have been recommending, is to strengthen community resilience. That means supporting local farmers, manufacturers, merchants, art groups, and civic organizations of all kinds. Trust is the currency that will enable us to weather the storms ahead, and trust is built largely through face-to-face -face interaction within communities. Ah, I love that. Anyway. I'm going to keep going here. However, the necessary response to the novel coronavirus is social distancing, i.e. reducing face-to-face -face human connectivity. As people voluntarily retreat from public gatherings or are forced to do so by regional quarantines, severe impacts are bound to be felt by faith communities and local arts organizations as well as local restaurants, farmers markets, and merchants. Sporting events and concerts are being canceled, and the public's direct engagement with local and national politics is suffering as well public transit systems are emptying. We need to be thinking of ways to keep civic connections alive for the next while. The pandemic will not last indefinitely. The virus itself may be here for good, but one way or another, it and humanity will negotiate some sort of biological accommodation. Most likely, humans will achieve herd immunity, perhaps aided by vaccines. Our urgent task is to keep our communities healthy and resilient in the interim. Yes, that is our urgent task. Keeping our communities, our neighborhoods, our connections to each other healthy. Not, not only that, but, but, but healthier than ever. And that we come out of this with renewed connections to one another. And do you know your neighbors? People across the street? What color is the house across the street from you? Do you know that? 
about half of you don't. I don't. I didn't until recently. Anyway, he, he, he continues. Of course, we still have the internet and social media. Sorry, kids just jumped in on the podcast. I had to pause and I'm back. All right. Of course, we still have the internet and social media. We should make the most of them, even though in normal times, these often distract us from face-to-face interaction or reduce our social skills. For the time being, we can use these tools to keep up with not just the news, but with all the people we care about. I've even heard of innovative communitarians. Communitarians? Innovative communitarians. Hmm. I kind of like that setting up Zoom conferences with their neighbors so they can stay in touch. Unfortunately, there's no app yet that can show up at a farmer's market, admire the produce, talk about the weather, and bring home a basket of fresh veggies. Humor can help with emotionally processing difficult information, though its use can be tricky as many people's emotions are raw. You want some humor? Check out the Dan Cummins podcast. Dan Cummins. Just, just, it's even it's even better than this one, believe it or not. Check it out. I know, hard to believe. There's a lot to process, and not just fears of getting COVID-19 or of seeing a 401k disappear. What's a 401k? I don't think I've ever had one of those. Will we have to cancel our vacation? Should I go to my yoga class or stay at home? How can I make ends meet if I can't work for the next few weeks due to quarantines? How much should we disrupt our routines? Should my company be new more? Should my company be doing more to protect employees and customers? These questions and more are stoking interpersonal tensions between spouses, between parents and children, between co-workers and between employers and employees. Normalcy bias and denial can lead to complacency when action is needed, while panic can lead to poor choices and the dismissal of one's genuine concerns by friends and colleagues. One solution is to engage friends, neighbors, co-workers, and family in conversations about the virus Actively listen to their concerns. Two, two of the four guests so far on, uh, sorry to interrupt my reading, on this podcast have issued the challenge, the super nice challenge. It's, it's been actively listen. Actively listen is such a big thing. And I think is, at least in the United States, where we're, we're pretty confident that we don't listen to one another anymore. We're pretty much in three camps, right? You've got the and I'm not getting political, I'm just saying we're in three camps. We have the two obvious camps, and then we have the third camp that's saying I'm not part of the, either of those two obvious camps. And none of us are listening to each other. It sucks. We're so stupid. So anyway, actively listen to their concerns and gently steer those conversations in a pro-social direction that takes into account the seriousness of the situation and our need to change behavior. Ironically, the most pro-social behavior at the moment is to stay home. Meanwhile, Make common sense preparations. Stock up on enough supplies to get you through a month without going out and think about what you'll do. Remember, humanity has survived epidemics much worse than this one. My wife Janet just passed along this historical tidbit. It seems that early in William Shakespeare's career as an actor and writer, London theaters were closed by order of the Privy Council, which was concerned about a plague outbreak and the possibility of civil unrest. But the theaters reopened in June of 1594 and Shakespeare went on to write his most famous plays. Like Will, we'll get through this. Huh. I mean, I read a lot, but smarter stuff than I'm going to talk about anyway. Richard Heinberg, article over at resilience.org. And I just, I liked all of that. So I'm reading it to you. I hope you liked it too. All right. So the next thing we can do, uh, this is the great one. 
I, I don't really give a lot of quality advice, but I can comfortably say this is good stuff. Okay. Here it is. Turn it up. Use this time, however long it is, to sharpen your axes or your blades or your spear tips or your scissors or whatever, whatever you want to sharpen. Whatever stuff you've been putting on the back burner, projects that you haven't gotten to, now's the time to do it. Maybe your business, I don't know, what, like has a web page or something that needs updating and you always wish you had time uh, to rebuild that thing, whatever it is that mechanically inclined people work on. Um, or better, you know, learn how to be mechanically inclined. YouTube videos, they'll show you how to do everything from remodel your bathroom to build a nuclear reactor. Seriously, seriously, seriously. You can literally learn how to build a nuclear reactor on YouTube. So if you've ever wanted to, now's the time. For me, um, it's a ton of writing projects, really. Stories and scripts. I've got so many, so many out there that need my attention. So many stories to tell. I mean, it's pretty much for an audience of one. Um, but it's still a feeling, a wonderful feeling uh, of accomplishment, you know? I've also got to get my, um, <laughs> my legit dialed-in business plan down for the Super Nice Club because, believe it or not, people, people want to read it. They believe in this thing and they want to invest in it. And I think they're crazy, but I love crazy. And if you're listening to this, clearly you do too. So there's a lot of things that we can do right now that we are not getting done. This is, this is like that vacation that you've always wanted. Like, man, if only I had, you know, two weeks, three weeks, nine, nine, or nine months. Um, no, it shouldn't be nine months. To, to get that thing done. Now's the time to get that thing done. Especially since you're not panicking. Um, do it. The sixth or is this the fifth? I don't know. Um, know your neighbors. Get to know your neighbors. I just did this. I just did this. Um, I just moved into a new neighborhood in Los Angeles and kind of met this, this older woman on the street the other day. And isn't that weird how we just don't interact with people on the street anymore? And when you walk up to somebody and say hi, it's, there's a wariness between everybody now. It didn't used to be that way. And playdates. What the fuck is playdates for our kids? That's so dumb. Knock on the door. Hey, can Jimmy play? That's, that's how, why don't we do that anymore? This fear and paranoia sucks. And these kids grow up in that same fear and paranoia. We surprised that we're so at each other's throats. I don't think so. You know why our country's divided? It's because we have playdates. Seriously. Damn. Anyway, so, um, my lady comrade, Sandra, she thought I was crazy knocking on the door down the street because I met this elderly woman. And just briefly, but I knocked and I said, hey, you know, just wanted to check in if you guys need anything. Totally brightened her day. She took my information down. Um, actually, she had me write it down and then put the pen down on the ground so she could pick it up later with a wipe, which is smart. But yeah. You know, they're just, they're just two people alone in that house and they're older and, and, and they don't want to go out. So now they have extra layer of support, right? You probably assume that your neighbors have all the support in the world. They have friends, they have family, and they probably do. But as we get through this, those people may be less and less available. We may be less and less available to one another. So, you know, maybe right now I'm fifth on the list for someone to seek help from. But 
you know, a couple weeks from now, I might move up to number one. And if there's anything I can do, anything you can do, let's do it. Let's band together. Let's stop being afraid of each other. People all over America are buying guns when all they need to do is ring doorbells and be decent fucking humans, all right? <laughs> That's how to be super nice. So go know your neighbors. Last thing I'm going to say here is this thing is a big, giant crucible for all of us. You know, it really is. For all types of relationships, business relationships, personal relationships, romantic, uh, between countries and classes and race, we're under a lot of pressure and we're going to be under even more pressure. And those who come out the other side of it without succumbing and cracking are going to be stronger and better. Businesses that come out the other side where others failed are going to be stronger and better. Relationships. This is going to be so hard on personal relationships and it will break personal relationships. It will bring out the worst in some of us. And it's going to bring out some ugly stuff in almost all of us. And we have to have the patience to understand that in one another. That it's going to be hard. And give ourselves the latitude. Just keep in mind that patience and understanding is one of our most valuable resources right now because a lot of us won't be our best selves, at least not in every moment. And that's okay. We're going to be on lockdown for a long time. Let's do like the Italians. Let's sing off our balconies. Let's have a lot of amazing sex. Let's play great board games with our friends and family. And let's have a lot of patience and love for each other. And let's check in with each other every day, every morning with your family and say, hey guys, today's another day. It's going to be a challenge. Let's have patience with one another. Do it at work too. You're working remotely. Everybody that you're working remotely with is under the same pressure. Businesses that are going to kick ass during this working remotely are going to be the ones where the leadership says, hey, everybody, this is hard. And it's going to be hard. And to get the best out of ourselves and each other, we're going to listen actively. We're going to have patience. We're going to have empathy. We're going to have compassion. And these are not going to be buzzwords. These are things we're going to really think about every morning as we get mindful and meditate and think about disruptive strategies for innovative technologies. (laughs) God. Oh, there's some things I don't miss about the Bay Area, California, which I love, by the way, which I love, but that kind of talk, um, enough is enough, right? So that's it. That's it. If you guys have anything, any other advice, anything you want to share, holler, on Instagram, Facebook, uh, just leave a comment. Just find me. Find the Super Nice Club. I would love to share any great ideas you have on community building, on coping with the uh, COVID-19 virus, on just being happy. Some cool stories of, of, of interactions you've had with people and neighbors, things that you've done to make beautiful moments in a trying time. I would love to hear them. And that's it. All right, you guys. Stay nice, everyone. So what? Big deal.